I'm Mark Riddell from M3, and in today's episode of TechSess, we're going to be talking about how your IT and cybersecurity service provider should be managing your account properly. Welcome to TechSess, the show that provides the information you need to know so that technology can help your business to be more successful. So later in today's episode, I'm going to give you some stories about how IT companies failed to manage their customers' account properly and the effects that that can have on the business. But as a responsible and ethical IT and cybersecurity solutions provider, we understand how important it is for us to manage our client accounts properly. And this means making sure we offer them the right advice and updating them of any changes in the technology and cybersecurity world that will have an impact on their business and mean that they might have to make some changes or put some new technology or some new services in place. Because, I mean, our world moves extremely quickly. Six months in IT and cybersecurity is like 10 years in other industries that don't move that quickly. And sometimes, you know, the advice that you're given now is not going to be the same advice you're given in six months. And understanding that that's just because that's how quickly, you know, we move along and the pace that things evolve at. It's funny, I read something a while back, I can't even remember where I read it, that says that technology is moving today at a slower rate than what it'll ever move. So that every day you wake up, technology is always moving at the slowest pace, which is quite an interesting way to look at it. And technology continues to move faster and faster and faster. So, you know, you need to make sure that you keep up because every business these days is digital. I don't think there's any businesses that can't say they're not completely reliant on technology to deliver their product or service, you know, to their customers. And this is just how we run our business. And, you know, we take it seriously and we feel that, you know, we have a part to play in making sure that customers are fully aware of what can happen if they're working with an IT company that isn't managing your account properly. What are the, some of the things that we mean when we talk about managing a customer's account properly? So covers a lot of things and some of the things are kind of hidden. Some of the things you as a customer will not see your IT provider doing. For example, managing passwords, right? So, you know, you have lots of services in your business. You have got your 365 environment. You've got potentially your servers, other software that you have, cloud backups, your phone system, you know, loads of different things. And your IT company manages all these things for you and they have logins at the highest level, administrator level access to all of these pieces of technology. Because most of these things are cloud-based, they are open to attack like any cloud system. So the thing is, is how's your IT provider managing those passwords for the logins to your systems? You know, are they stored on a post-it note on their desk? Are they posted up on the wall? They've written on a whiteboard, you know, I mean, it's, it's easy to laugh about these things, but you know, these are like real examples of IT companies just carelessly manage or fail to manage the credentials for logins to customer systems. So making sure that they are looking after that. And, you know, you should be asking that question, you know, how do you guys store this stuff? Because if they're negligent, then that's going to have a knock and impact on your business. So to give you an example of how we do that. We use a password management tool that is designed for IT companies and it allows us to securely store credentials on a customer by customer level. Okay. And it's automatically generates passwords for us. So none of our technicians are making up passwords or using weak passwords or replicating passwords. Every password is unique and it's automatically generated. It's strong. It's totally random and none of us can remember any of the passwords. And that's how it should be. You shouldn't have 
IT technicians who know the logins for your accounts off the top of their head. The other problem that's crept in, and it's something that customers are probably not aware of, is that, well, you're aware of two-factor or multi-factor authentication on your accounts. You have to get a code and things to log in. But you think about how that problem affects your IT provider, because normally your multi-factor authentication sends a text message or an email or uses an authenticator app like Google Authenticator or Microsoft Authenticator, and that's stored on one person's phone. But if you've got a team of six technicians who all log into those accounts at different times, how can you possibly have the multi-factor authentication thing set up? Because one person's on holiday or not in the office or in a meeting, and they need to get the code from one person's device. That's not really a great situation. So the tools that we use allow us to have that multi-factor authentication generated code within the password manager. It's quite clever, actually. It's quite a fairly new feature we've had implemented over the last few months. But that takes away the responsibility of having the multi-factor authentication codes being sent to a single member of staff. So that's been a huge thing that's changed. And if your IT provider is not moving to that kind of solution or doesn't have that thing in place already, you should really be asking them, what are they doing to solve that problem? Chances are they're probably not enabling the two-factor or multi-factor authentication on the administrator accounts because for the reasons I've just talked about, it creates them a massive problem. But by not enabling that security feature, it's putting your business at risk because they are not putting the right systems in place to manage your account effectively. The next big thing that your IT provider should be doing if they're managing your account effectively is ensuring that they are providing a patch management service as part of your IT support package. So patch management is talked about all the time. We all know the risks, you know, with running unpatched out of date software and things. Really taking the responsibility for that away from your users, right? Because we've all got that one well, every business has got that one that would completely ignore the updates where, you know, Windows had been telling them for days on end that they have to like reboot their machine to install an update or something. And quite often people don't shut their computer down at night anymore, you know, whatever. But taking that responsibility away from users, you know, it's not their responsibility. And having an IT provider that actually delivers a patch management service, making sure machines are up to date. Because, for example, you know, we have a lot of customers that have Cyber Essential certification. And as a part of Cyber Essentials, you must apply critical and high security updates within 14 days of release. And you have to demonstrate how you do that. Now, you can't just say, well, we just leave it to users to update their own machines because you know that that's never going to happen because there is that one person that is going to let you down, right? So making sure that we apply patches in a timely manner. We do that on a weekly basis. You know, Microsoft release patches on a Tuesday. We do a Wednesday maintenance evening, which we do other kind of housekeeping stuff on computers. It's just part of the service, just to make sure your IT systems run the best they can. But we also make sure that the critical security patches do get applied. So when you come into your business on a Thursday morning, everything's up to date, everything's running well, and then that happens every single week. So that's how we take responsibility to make sure that businesses don't fall foul of the basics when it comes to security issues. So if there's one lesson that I'd like you to take away from this episode is that cyber threats are real and they can cost organizations thousands of pounds in damages. And unfortunately, you only know the pain of that when it's too late. I mean, if you're another IT company that's, you know, happened to be listening in this episode just to be a little bit nosy, let me take the opportunity to say to you now, make sure you are not going to be the person that's blamed or is responsible for 
your client's losses or something happening to your client. Now, I know you might have in your terms of service that, you know, you're not responsible for data loss and all those kind of things. And that's fine because ultimately the services that you provide to your customers are usually delivered by someone else like Microsoft, for example. You know, we've got another episode, we talk about backing up 365 and we talk about how the Microsoft terms of service say that you should have a backup service in place. So yes, it's not your responsibility potentially for the data loss, but it's your responsibility to make sure you advise customers that, hey, if you're using something like 365, you need to back that up and then for you to offer them that backup service so that they can't come back and say, well, you gave us a service but didn't actually tell us that we needed to back up or offer us a solution to that. So make sure that you update them regularly and make sure that customers are adhering to best practices where possible. So as IT providers, it's our responsibility to make sure we educate ourselves and we understand the developments when it comes to cybersecurity and risk so that we can ensure that we advise our clients when they ask for cybersecurity advice or updates with technology. And the way that we handle that and the way that we see it best is to talk about technology in the good times. Don't just wait for it to go wrong and then scramble to talk about it. For our customers, we actually deliver quarterly business reviews. Now, sometimes it's not always quarterly. We've got some customers where they feel that that's maybe too often and that's fine. You know, if it's six monthly or at minimum once a year, but for most customers, we try and engage on a quarterly basis just to make sure How's the service going? Give them any updates and things that are going on, anything that they need to know about. Just kind of review any installation works or things that we've been doing. But for us, really, it's about understanding what's going on in their business. You know, what's coming up in your business? Is there any going to be any changes? Are you going to go through a recruitment phase? Are you planning to open another site? You know, is there anything happening in your business that we should know about ahead of the game? Because everything that happens in a business these days has some sort of impact on technology. Just making sure that we know what's going on because the more that we know about our customers and what's going on in their business, the better we can give them the right advice when it comes to the technology and cybersecurity. So let me just tell you a quick story, something that happened kind of just a couple of days ago about how a business that wasn't properly being looked after by its IT provider. So I was having a conversation with a business they were going through a Cyber Essentials pre-assessment with us, which in itself opens up a lot of other questions about IT, not just to do with Cyber Essentials, because it's very difficult just to talk about cybersecurity and then not have a conversation about IT at the same time. So what came out of this conversation was that the business owner really didn't know that much. You know, they knew basic things like how many computers do we have? But when it comes to things like, well, what's your email service? What do you use for email? Not sure. Okay. Well, how do you create like office documents? Oh, we've got Word and Excel and stuff. Right, fine. And then, you know, I get them to go into open up Word. What version have they got? Realize that they're licensed through Microsoft 365. I'm like, okay, well, if your office is licensed through 365, chances are you're using 365 for your email too. I did a quick lookup of their email records online. Could see that, yeah, they had a 365 MX record. I'm like, yeah, pretty confident the emails in 365. Okay, so he's like, well, you're telling me stuff I don't even know about, right? And that's how quickly we can actually start to discover and paint a picture of what a business's IT looks like. So the conversation goes on and we start to uncover more and more things. But when you start asking things about, well, what malware or antivirus product do you use? Then they're like, no, no idea. I'm like, okay, is there anything in the taskbar in the bottom right of your computer? Like, can you see an icon for anything to do with an antivirus? If he's looking at it, no, nothing there, can't see anything. I'm like you pay for an antivirus service from your IT provider? He's like, don't know. I was like, 
can you get your hands on an invoice? And I'm not ask, expecting you to, to reveal pricing information and stuff, but do you have it broken down on an invoice? It goes, yeah, yeah, I'll get one. Two minutes later, it comes back with something off the printer and he's able to go through list by list. Well, we pay for this, we pay for this, we pay for this, we pay for this. I'm like, okay, we pay for all these things, but clearly there's no evidence of, you know, some of these things actually being in place. Another thing they talk about, well, we've got this backup service in place. I'm like, okay. I'm like, you got backup in place for files and folders on your computer. Yeah. But where are you storing data? Are we store data on 365? I'm like, so you're backing up files and folders on your computer, but that's not actually where you store your business data. You actually store your data in SharePoint and Microsoft 365, but you've got no backup of that. So you back up the wrong thing. All oh, right. Oh, I don't know. We just pay for it. And we just, we just do that. And then, you know, the next question comes along going, well, what accounts package do you use? Oh, we're using Sage. Okay. How is that backed up? I've got no idea. Okay. So it starts to uncover lots of questions that, you know, some business owners might think, well, it's not our problem. You know, we just rely on our IT company. And that's normally the case, you know, well, we just trust our IT provider to look after all this stuff. And I quite often say to people, that's fine. You trust them to look after it, but it's not really acceptable that you don't know what you have in place. You don't know how you're going to recover your data. You don't know where your financial data is backed up. And that's critical. You know, you don't even know if you've got, you know, antivirus on your machines. The, you should know these things. You may not know the technicalities of it. And yes, it's your IT company's responsibility to, to provide it and manage it and things. But it really comes down to the question that I normally then ask at the end of this kind of conversation is to say, when was the last time you sat and actually had a meeting with your IT provider and just discussed your IT? And usually it's like, well, I haven't spoken to them till, since we actually spoke to them in the sales process when we came on board with them. I was like, so you've never actually reviewed what you have in place. There's never been a discussion about, do we have the right things in place? You know, you've worked with an IT provider for say five years. Well, I just said at the start of this episode, that this world moves very, very quickly. So in five years time, what you've got now is just not fit for purpose. It's just not even, it's just not suitable, but you're kind on paying for it. And the biggest problem is that when something bad happens in business, in your business, that's when you're going to find out that all the stuff that you were paying for and you thought you had, it's just not the right stuff. You just didn't have the right systems in place. So it's critical you actually spend time, you know, talking about IT, like I said, in the good times and not just wait for it to be a complete mess and then having to try and pick up the pieces. What that really means for organizations is that you have to hire, you know, competent IT companies that actually have this structure in place where they have account managers who do provide that account management and look after you. It's a good point to say that we always say that we work in partnership with our customers. Yes, we're a supplier, but it's more than just a supplier relationship, right? We're very close to businesses and that's how it should be. You should be very close to your IT provider. You should probably be as close to your IT provider as you are with your accountant because they are as equally as important, if not more important actually than some of the other providers that you have in your business. So as technology continues to evolve at a rapid rate, so should the way that companies that manage your technology stay ahead by maintaining up-to-date security policies and things like that and making sure they're providing best practice service from an IT provider point of view. And you should never be scared to just ask the question and have those conversations about things. So for example, if you see something in the news about a cyber attack, there's nothing wrong with asking your IT provider, hey, are we at risk from that thing, right? I've just seen the stuff about Tesco's outage or 
whatever it was, is that going to affect us? Because, you know, if it's affecting big companies, you can be, you know, damn sure it can affect small businesses, right? Because big companies do have big cyber budgets and this stuff affects them. So make sure that you ask the question because only by asking questions are you going to get the right answers. And I know when it comes to technology, it's quite scary to ask questions because people don't like to feel like they're asking stupid questions or feel like they're an idiot for asking that. But when it comes to your own business, there's not a stupid question. You know, if you need to know and get some sort of clarification on this, just ask the question. But that is an important thing, actually, is to make sure that your IT company makes it easy for you to ask those questions, you know, that they don't make you feel like an idiot. You know, and some of the feedback that you know we get from customers is that I'm never made to feel like an idiot when I speak to you guys. And that's how it should be. If you're working with an IT company that talks down to you because you're not uh, understanding things in their technical level, then that's not a great environment for being able to have those conversations because it's always a case of, you know, they think that they know better than you and they can't make the transition between giving technical advice and relating it to your business. And I think that's an important thing is being able to make technology relevant in a business context so that you as a business owner, who's not a techie can go, yeah, I understand that. You know, I know what you're saying and I understand how that relates to my business and why it's important. And of course, as an IT provider, you know, we can't make businesses do things. We can only advise, but I think when advice is put across in the right way, in the right context and explained correctly, I personally tend to use analogies a lot. I use car analogies all the time, sometimes houses, because people tend to understand stuff with houses in their cars, right? So I think using analogies helps me to get technical things across to customers. And it's quite easy, you know, it's quite easy in a situation with a meeting with a customer to understand it. They're not quite understanding this thing. So here's an analogy and they go, right, get it. Totally get it now. Makes sense. I really hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Texas Technology Podcast. Be sure to subscribe or follow via your favorite app so you can be notified when a new episode is released, which is every Wednesday. And we will be back for another episode in a week's time with more insights and advice to help you enjoy Texas in your business. Have a great day and we'll see you next time. Texas is an M3 Networks podcast. Find out more at m3networks.co.uk.